0: Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message continues our series, The Cost of Christmas, with Pastor Omar Lopez and the message entitled, The Choice to Obey. Enjoy this message. Well, you can be seated this morning, and we appreciate just all of you being here today and uh, just welcome the presence of God. How many know how great is our God, man? Isn't he powerful this morning? In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. And so I'm telling you, I believe that today. And uh, this morning, we're going to continue this series that we've been on called The Cost of Christmas. How many know Christmas costs something? It costs Jesus his life, and it costs a lot of people decisions. And there's a lot of in the Christmas story that we've been bringing out. And this morning, I'm really excited about this message. I think it's really going to resonate with all of you. I think everybody's going to be able to relate to this message. uh, Because when it comes to the cost of Christmas, there are choices that you have to make. And the choices will determine the outcome of your life. And especially in the Christmas story and all the characters that are involved in this story... Uh, leading up to the birth of Christ. They all had to make a choice. They all had to make a decision. That changed the destiny of their lives forever. And it took commitment. It took steps of faith. It took a, a degree of bravery. And I believe as we make choices to God. They're going to cost you something. They're going to cost you commitment. They're going to cost you time, energy. going to cost you many times the investment of your life. In fact, throughout scripture and even Especially in New Testament, Jesus made no apologies about the commitment that it took to follow him. He made no apologies or gave any excuses. And I'm going to read that verse of scripture and we're going to pray. And uh, I, I read the, the, last, the last Sunday, I read the whole verse of scripture. I'm just going to read just one verse in Luke 14, verse 33. Jesus is speaking. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have... Cannot be my disciples or cannot be my followers. So we're going to pray as we dive into this message today. So, Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for everyone in this room today. I pray that the Word of God would just minister to them, that wherever they're at spiritually, God, your Word would relate and just be relevant to everything, God, in their lives right now, that you'll just show them, Lord. Today, what you want to say to them and challenge them in areas, even areas that need to be changed and transformed. Help us, Father, today to give you our 100% undivided attention. I pray for the anointing, the grace of God as I deliver your word, that the people would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. So, again, we're looking at some of the most important choices that people made in life. That really there is a cost to their choice. In the very first Christmas, there are many characters, but we're going to focus. Last week I talked about Mary. Uh, Then we're going to talk about Joseph and the wise men and the innkeeper. And uh, when we think about the Christmas story, we're we're so familiar with it that sometimes we don't realize that these were real people in the story. And so, uh, why don't you guys put that pick up here. Everybody's got to be familiar with this picture right here. I don't know if you could put that picture up there, not that one, this one. Everybody familiar with that picture? The nativity scene, and you see Joseph and Mary, you see the baby Jesus, you see the shepherd there with the staff, Uh, you see the wise men, uh, the angels, the animals, and we're all familiar with all of these characters uh, in, in the first Christmas, and we think, oh, that's so pretty and that's so cute. And how it all came about. But, but I want you to know, think about this. Jesus was born in, in a barn, man. He born in a manger. And, uh, you know, it looks pretty clean. But I, I, I imagine it smelled there a little bit too. And having the animals and everything else. But there's a lot to this story that I want to bring out. You can take the picture down. And sometimes we miss the details because we already know the end of the story. But these people were in the story they didn't know the end of the story. And so uh, today I want to talk about Joseph. Last week I talked about Mary and the cost of her willing to follow God's destiny. Today I want to talk about, I'm just going to call it Joseph's choice, okay? He made a choice and he had to make a choice even when he didn't understand everything God was saying. And I want you to kind of put yourself in Joseph's shoes. And I kind of emphasized a little bit of this last week. But you learn that the girl that you're engaged to is pregnant. So everything about her and everything you've known about her is kind of confusing because you're saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. She's pregnant. And then she's telling me some story about an angel telling her that she's the virgin and she's going to have a baby. And the baby she's going to have is God. That really doesn't make sense. Am I Right so here's joseph thinking man this none of this makes sense to me and life isn't making sense and i want to say to you that there's going to be a lot of things that happen in your life that aren't going to make sense and really i want to emphasize that in joseph's story that a lot of things that he did did not make sense there's a great book that i want to recommend to everyone here and especially if you're going through some trials and battles in your life there's a book that was written a long time ago uh, by James Dobson called when God doesn't make sense and in that he talks about disease and natural disasters divorce rejection death sorrow and how does all this fit in to the plan of God when life doesn't make sense and I'm going to read something uh, an excerpt out of his book and he says Interesting enough, think about this. Pain and suffering does not cause cause the greatest damage. Confusion is the factor that shreds one's faith. The human spirit is capable of withstanding enormous discomfort, including the prospect of death if circumstances make sense. Suffering and pain is easier if it makes sense. See, what happens is when life doesn't make sense and things happen that don't make sense that's when we begin to question when things make sense it's a lot easier to say oh yeah that makes sense okay you know this person got old they passed away that that all makes sense but when things happen that you're not ready for or you didn't expect that's when life doesn't make sense and i want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes, think of, in fact, well, I, I, put yourself in your shoes today because you're walking in your shoes, right? But think about this. Maybe, maybe you got a bad doctor report this past week and you're wondering, man, this doesn't make sense. Maybe somebody in your family is getting a divorce and you're saying, man, this doesn't make sense. Maybe there's people at your job or your company that they're saying next year there's going to be a layoff. And it could be you or someone close to you. Maybe there's a relationship happening in your family that's falling apart and it just doesn't make sense. And this is exactly what's happening in Joseph's life. I want you to think about this is the real person and life isn't making sense to him. And I'm going to show you that, but he's willing somehow to obey God even when life doesn't make sense. Are you willing? That's the question today to obey God when life doesn't make sense to you. And let me just say this about the word obey. When we use the word obey, sometimes it has this negative connotation to it. Okay, it has a negative feeling. You know, I, I put the word obey, and in, in, you know, you can Google it, whatever you want, and and it comes up with uh, dog obedience school, right? You say, "Oh man," I, you know. So we often think of obey, the word obey, in a negative tone. And then when we put it with God, we look, we're thinking, "Oh, you know." God just wants me to do what he wants me to do. He wants me to pray, worship, and I I just got to do what God says. No, there's a lot to obedience than just following all these orders, okay? Because it's not unwilling compliance, okay? Because in life, we could be that way. Our parents, we just, we're used to our parents telling us stuff, and we grew up that way. And if we didn't do what they said, we got in trouble, and so I do believe in raw obedience. What I mean by raw obedience is I do believe that we serve God regardless of how you feel. Because we don't serve God out of feeling. We serve God out of faith, right? Not, not a feeling. But we don't serve God out of some fearful submission. That God's just waiting to strike you down. The minute you do wrong, man, whew, there's a lightning going to just consume you right away. That's not why we trust God. Or that's not why we serve God. I want you to write these three words. And why today we obey God. We love him. We trust him. And we put action behind it. Our relationship with God is love, trust, and action. And believe it or not, when we serve God out of love, trust, and action, it changes your relationship with him. In fact, even Jesus said that the greatest joy in your life... It's going to be when you love him, you trust him, and you obey him. Look at what it says, John 15. It says, if you you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and what? That my joy may be full. So your greatest joy that you'll ever experience in life is in your obedience to God. You'll never experience the full, <clears throat> excuse me, the full joy of God. Uh, let me have some tea. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm getting older or just too much coffee in the morning. All right. They say coffee kind of dries out your mouth, believe it or not. So, uh, but Jesus really frees us when it comes to uh, obedience and fulfilling our lives with joy. There's also a blessing in obedience, He said in Luke chapter 11, it says, as Jesus was saying these things, a woman, I'm getting a bit of a ring, guys. A woman in the crowd ca- called out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. But look at what Jesus said. He said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So there is no greater blessing in serving God than being obedient Being confident of who God is in your life, being confident of his grace over your life. We're not serving God because we're scared. Are you hearing me today? We understand there's a fear. There's a fear of God where there's this reverence and respect of who God is. But we're not serving God because we're scared of him. A a lot of us, we look at obedience that way. You know, when you grew up, you're scared of your dad. You're scared of these people. In fact, throughout the Bible, you know what's repeated over and over so many times? Fear not, right? Fear not. Over and over we're taught to fear not. Don't fear. And and in our relationship with God, it needs to start with love. Say love. It starts with love. We obey God because He loves us and we love Him. In fact, He loved us before we ever loved Him. So it's the love, it's the trust and there's action behind it. In fact, with all without all those three being combined, see you could you could basically serve God But if you don't love God, it just becomes, it's just religion. It's meaningless. You can say all of these things. You can love God, but if there's no action, how many know? If you love him, you keep his commandments. It's meaningless. So I can tell you today, here's Joseph in the middle of a situation he doesn't understand. He's in the middle of a situation that doesn't make sense to him. And in this whole thing, he's hearing what what Mary's telling him, and he's trying to process the whole thing. And he's wondering, man, am I going to do what God tells me to do? And we know the story that God speaks to him in the middle of a dream through an angel to obey what God is saying. In other words, you need to follow through with this. And here's what, uh, again, Joseph does. He may not understand all the details. It may not uh, make sense to him. Him, but he's going to obey God anyway. See, when life doesn't make sense, will you still obey the Lord? When life doesn't make sense, are you willing to trust God even when you don't understand it? I want to obey God out of my relationship because I love him. I trust him. And I'm going to put some action behind it. How many know the byproduct of loving is demonstrated by ac- action? Right? Right? You can say, I love you, but there's no action behind it. Your love is meaningless. And so when we look in the word of God, it begins with love and it ends with love. And so we're going to look today at five different times where an angel speaks to uh, Joseph and give them five different directions. I don't even think I'm going to get through all five, but we'll, we'll try it. OK, I've I've got way more information than I should, but. That's just the way I do things. I'm sorry, guys. So we'll, we'll go through it. But it, in, every, in every yes that Joseph made to God, we're going to learn something from his experience. And you're going to be able to apply it to your life. When you live your life out of love and obedience to God, I'm telling you, it is the greatest sense of fulfillment in your life. It is the greatest sense of connection with God. So the first thing that Joseph does is he does it now. Do it now. In other words, well, I'll just do what the Nike, just do it, right? Why don't you turn to someone and say, just do it. That's exactly what happened with Joseph. He just did it. When God told him, God spoke to him, he just did it. Let's read uh, this uh, Matthew chapter 1, and uh, let's let's read this story when the angel talks to Joseph. because Joseph, uh, Because Joseph, her husband, this is Mary's husband, was a righteous man. And did not want to expose her to public disgrace. So in other words, she had told him, hey, I'm pregnant. He's a righteous man, doesn't want to expose her publicly. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So this is telling us already, Joseph isn't buying her story. How many of you, if your wife came to you and said, honey, I'm pregnant, but you're not the father. And it's been a virgin birth. Honey, you're, you're crazy. Uh, who you think? I wasn't born yesterday, so here is Joseph saying he's going to divorce her quietly. Then, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him what in a dream and said, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus." Because he will save his people from their sins. So Jesus is coming to save people from their sin. That's the very purpose of why he's coming. When Joseph woke up, watch what happens. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Isn't it refreshing to see that Joseph just did it. He did it right there and then. He has this dream, angel speaks to him, he doesn't hesitate, Uh, this is the sign, this is the mark uh, of anyone today that is going to live out their destiny with God, that is going to live a life of faith, is that we're not going to wait, we're not going to hesitate, we're going to just do it now, just do it, right? We're going to do it now, we're not going to wait, and again, I said this last week, you don't have to understand completely to obey immediately, we want all the details and all of that. And again, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the details. There's so many things in your life that, you know, you want to process. When God calls you to do something, you don't have to understand all the details to obey immediately. You don't have to understand fully to obey immediately. And so here we have Joseph. As soon as he has this dream, he realizes, I've got to obey. i got to do the right thing. Everything I thought was wrong. It didn't make sense to me, and it still doesn't make sense. The angel says, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to obey, and I'm going to do it. Can I tell you, I know lots of people. And you you know some of these people that are doing things for God and man you're saying, My goodness, they just they just went out and did it. I've been I've traveled in different places of the world of the world and, and I've watched people and you know they come in different sizes and shapes and people all over the world and you go, My goodness, these people are passionate about God. They're passionate about what they're doing what they're doing. They immediately want to do something. And when God speaks to them, they obey and you say, man, and there's just something about them that the common denominator with all of them, is they obey the voice of God. They're willing to just go for it. They'll pray for something, for somebody. They'll say, Ma, the Lord told me to pray for that person. They'll go up to that person. Can I pray for you? I go, wow, man, they just pray for that person. I need to serve here. I need to do this. And, and instead of waiting a long time to do something, they just act upon what God's saying to them. They don't hesitate. They don't wait. And this is what I want to bring out in Joseph's life, is he didn't hesitate. He didn't delay. He did it immediately. You don't have to understand completely to obey immediately. Some of, you, some of us, you're too detailed. My goodness, somebody has to slap you in the face, man, before you finally. Is God speaking to you or not? Oh, I know the pastor said this, but I'm not sure. Well, you know, the pastor didn't know anything about what's going on in your life. And he's mentioned something that you know resonated to you. And you know something's been on you. And all of a sudden I say something in that. Could it be the Holy Spirit? Maybe he's speaking to you. Psalm 119.60 says, I will not hasten, or I will hasten, I'm sorry, and not delay to obey your commands. Another version says, without hesitation, I hurried to obey your commands. I'll give you another translation. I hurried, I did not procrastinate to keep your commands. Do it quickly. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it now. Because the longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes. Now let me give you an example of that. Have you ever been at work and, and you know, you, you're working and, and then, you know, you're frustrated and you said something to your coworker that you kind of regret. I don't, I know you're holy. You're shining your halo, but is it possible that you said something and you, you said to that man, you, you kind of took it out. You got angry. You said something and then you said, you know, you should go apologize to that guy. Go apologize to that girl in your office, whatever it may be, and and so you you kind of wait and say, oh, when I see him, I'll do it. And then you walk by their workspace, but then you kind of hesitate and go, I'll do it. And they said, I'll do it tomorrow. And then it gets more difficult the longer you wait. Now it's a week, and you said, ah, oh, they got over it, you know. But you know, you should have did it, right? Because you waited, you hesitated. You didn't, you didn't act upon it. It becomes more and more harder. Look at what 1 John 5.3 says. This is really something. This is the love for God to obey his command. And his commands are not burdensome. Now we would all agree that most of the time God's commands are not burdensome. But can I tell you sometimes God's commands are a burden. Can I be real? Sometimes they are a burden. Why, why does God's command become burdensome? You know why they become burdensome? Because we wait too long to obey God. And because of that, then we start obeying out of fear and guilt. It becomes burdensome because we didn't act quickly enough. Let me give you another illustration so you can catch what I'm saying. How many of you, you got children and you tell your son or whoever, your daughter, whoever, hey, can you take out the trash? I need you to take out the trash right now. And they go, whoo, yes, oh my God, yes, That! I couldn't wait for that. And they go and they get the trash. That was a wonderful experience. When do we do that again? How many of you know that never happens? You're usually telling them, hey, I need you to take out the trash. I will right now. I'm doing it. They're, they're doing their homework. They're watching TV. They're playing, I, I'm going to do it right now. Next thing you know, man, it's already, you know, 8 o'clock at night. They're brushing their teeth. They're in their PJs already. Hey, I need you to take off the trash. And it becomes burdensome. Why? Because they've delayed so long. Now it's inconvenient. Am I right? And this is the same way with the things of God. It becomes inconvenient in your life because you waited so long. You're taking too long. You know you ought to be more involved, but you're dragging your feet. You've been in this church long enough. Oh, I'm preaching today, and God's been speaking to you. I'm going to get involved more today. I'm going to come to church more. How long is it going to take? Now it's becoming a burden on you. Can I preach this morning? How long is it going to take? How many sermons do you need to hear? When are you going to take out the trash? See, it becomes unreasonable, becomes the burden. It builds up stress. Even, you know, I've had, I have three boys and it just becomes stressful, you know, because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And they waited so long. Now it's this big burden. Now you're fighting. You know, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. Parent. If you're a parent and you know, you're, 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 you're all mad. Now they worked you up. They've been telling you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of Christians. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no action yeah 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 i'm preaching this morning i'm gonna i'm gonna give my tithes and offerings oh yeah you got a bonus you got everything oh the new year yeah the new year i'm gonna do it the new year oh 2022 i'm gonna be pastor Conum. i'm gonna be the biggest giver watch if you ain't giving now you ain't gonna give next year i mean come on why why are you waiting why are you waiting and so it becomes a burden and so joseph is an example of doing it now turn to your neighbor say do it now do it now just do it man just do it so the second thing we see in joseph is that he kept on trusting god write that down he kept trusting god you obey immediately but then i believe you need to obey consistently I've noticed that there are some people that are good at jumping into things, but they never finish. You ever been to somebody's house and it's like half the kitchen is painted and you go, hey, well, what happened? You know, it's half yellow and half green over here Well, well my husband started it, you know, and it's like never got done. You know, or, or, you know, that everything is painted, but nobody did the, the trim or, or did the molding, right? Molding's all dirty, black. Everybody's kicking it. And it's like, dude, you painted the walls. What about the molding, dude? You, you got all excited. So I know there's a lot of people, though, they're excited about jumping anything, excited about starting things, but they never finish it. Or you have those that have been doing something for a long time, but they'll never start nothing new. Yeah, I'm just doing this. This is what I'm doing. I said, you've been doing the same old thing. You won't start anything new. You won't start anything fresh. So I, I believe that we need to be able to start something and finish something. We need to do both. Am I right? So Joseph was good at both. Because not only did he start, but he finished it. So I believe today, if we look at Joseph, not not only did he obey immediately, but he obeyed and kept trusting God consistently. Now, when I talk about this today, I, I believe, again, all of us, it applies to us. We need to keep on trusting. And this is kind of an awkward point that I'm going to make that maybe you've never thought about, but I'm going to put it out there. Can I be real this morning when it comes to trusting? Uh, it's kind of an awkward point that I'm going to make. And it's found here in Matthew 125. And look at what it says. It says, but he had no union with her. Talking about Mary until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name jesus now we typically don't think about this but joseph had no union with his wife okay after she gets pregnant there's no more there well he never had any union with her right never i mean it's a a virgin birth all the way through right so imagine you're this young joseph you're a young man you've married her She's already pregnant and you can't be with her. I don't know I don't know if any of you have ever been young and got married, but I'm telling you that's difficult. I, I know it's a little awkward. But I'm being honest with you. So he was trusting God consistently. Are you following with me? He was trusting God consistently. He said, "Okay, God, a man, I see her every night. I sleep next to her, but I can't, you know, touch her. I can't do anything." So he obeyed immediately and he obeyed consistently basically the angel of god says you know what she's gonna have a virgin birth and guess what no honeymoon guess what no no great wedding night and joseph said yes yes it's awesome i don't think he said that he just said i'm gonna obey i don't understand it all at that point if i'm gonna i am younger, i do not get it amen it don't make sense to me that part don't make sense That part, man, this thing isn't coming together, right? I'm not understanding all of this. But he was willing to consistently trust God. Not just obey immediately, but consistently. That's a great believer right there. Not just obeying immediately, but consistently. This is why I believe for those. See, he wasn't going to sleep with his wife. He wasn't going to lay with his wife. He wasn't going to do that. He, because the angel of God told him, it's got to be a virgin birth. And this is, what, this is why we preach in this church. Uh, 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 for those that are believers, if you're not married to her, you can't sleep with her. Right? That's why I say, hey, abstain from fornication. He didn't know where I was going to go there, huh? Hebrews 13, 4 says, Marriage is to be honored among everyone. And the bed is undefiled. But God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterer. So the Bible says, hey, you're not supposed to lay with a woman until you marry her. You're supposed to abstain from that. That's what the scripture said. It said the, only, the marriage bed. So if you if you're here today and you're not married and you want to get married, talk to us. We'll get you married. We can do that. It's happened, married people in the office, and married people after church. We've had people come into our church that were living together for years and years. They go, "You already have kids. You've you've been together. What you waiting for?" Amen. You're saved. Get married. Yeah. Well, you guys are quiet out there. That's what you do. <laughs> you obey immediately, and then you obey consistently, right? So Joseph amazes me because he keeps trusting God no matter what's going on in his life. He didn't understand it all. He didn't understand this whole thing that Jesus was going to be born and it was going to be God in human flesh. I don't think he understood all the detail, but he kept trusting God. It didn't work out the way he had planned. This was not the wedding he had imagined. This was not the way it was all going to work out. But, you know, the big question is, are you still going to be faithful to God? Are you going to still serve God consistently? when your plans don't work out the way you want them because this is exactly what joseph did none of this was in his plans i'm sure when he got engaged to mary and all of this he had this whole picture in his mind and god ruined it god just ruined the whole thing but he was willing to obey even paul the apostle he's a great hero of faith he talks about the different things that he went through in worshiping and walking with God. This is what he says. This is the scripture you ought to write down and keep in your heart right here. Second Corinthians four eight. it says, We are pressed on every side by trouble, but not crushed and broken. We are perplexed. In other words, we're a little bit confused, but we don't know why things happen as they do, but we don't give up and quit. I love that. We don't know why, but we don't give up and quit. Sometimes it's just going to be, you're hanging on, man. I don't know why, but I'm not going to quit. And this is exactly what Paul the Apostle was saying, is saying. We may not know why, but I'm not giving up. I may not understand why all of these things. I'm a little perplexed why all this is happening to me, but I'm not broken down, right? I'm, I, I'm pressed on every side, but I'm not crushed, and I'm not broken. How many can say amen to that? This is the Paul the Apostle. We don't understand why, but I'm not quitting. I've walked this journey with many Christians and believers and, and people in my church. They're walking through life with parents that, that said, man, I don't know why, but my, my son, my daughter, they've gone astray. They've, they've gone this way. And I've looked at them and said, these are good parents. These are good people. I don't understand why their son and daughter is so rebellious, why they're going, going through this. I don't understand, but don't quit. I've talked with people. I've walked with people who've lost la- loved ones. This past year, year and a half, people walk, walking, I don't know why, don't quit though. I was just talking to the pastor last week, he called me last week and he said, hey, you know, I, I couldn't make it to the pastor's uh, uh, breakfast. He said, my mom, she would got dementia and he's slowly watching her, he's losing her and she's basically little by little, you know, slipping away from reality. And I don't know why. This is a good man. This is a great family. I don't know why. I don't know why things happen. I don't understand it all. But I do know this. God loves us. I do know this. God has a plan for our lives that stretches beyond eternity. I do know this this morning. That God's plan is bigger and greater and beyond the circumstances of this life. I do know this. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to obey Consistently. Amen. I'm gonna trust God consistently no matter what's going on in my life. Uh, Joseph was able, through his circumstances in life, to trust God consistently. He didn't give up. And so all of us this morning, we're gonna be faced with some things in our lives today, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to answer to this. We're gonna have to make a choice. Are we gonna trust God consistently or are we gonna give up? See, I've noticed. A few things that happen when life hits us with all kinds of things people do one or two things you can look at it and say god you owe me an explanation or god i'm just thankful for what you've given me did you hear that two choices you can make you can look at god you owe me or i can look at what you've given me god you owe me this explanation or you can say thank you for the gifts god that you've already given me and i know a lot of people that go down the road listen to me they go down the road is god you owe me an explanation and i'm going to be honest with you when they do that even if god tried to explain to you you wouldn't even be able to comprehend it and a lot of people they go down this road. And they end up more bitter instead of being better because they want this explanation rather than just saying, God, I trust you. I thank you for the gifts of life. I thank you for all the things that you've done. I don't understand it all, but God, today, I can still trust you in the midst of my circumstances even when I don't understand it, even when I can't comprehend. I'm just going to keep doing. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep worshiping you. Somebody give God praise today. I believe that today. See, when we can get to that place, I believe that's where Joseph was at. He was at that place that he was obeying God consistently and trusting God and believing God all the way through. And and here's the third thing that happened with Joseph is that when when he, he finally had this baby and finally the baby was born, he had gone through this journey in life. I mean, there was a lot of things that he had to go through. And there was a lot of things that were happening in his life. I think I'm only going to get through this third part. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to come to 11 o'clock if you want to hear the fourth one, okay? But, but I, when I look at it, if Joseph was willing to let it all go, turn to your neighbor and say, let it go. There are some things in life that if you're going to live for God and live for faith, you're going to have to let go and stop trying to hold on to. Look at what happens in Matthew chapter 2. After the baby's born, when they, talking about the way wise men, had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night. I mean, talk about, hey, we're leaving, man, overnight. Left for Egypt and he stayed until the death of of herod so he was willing to leave everything at a moment's notice could you imagine you just if somebody, you get a phone call hey man that's it you just left your house you're gone got in the car you're gone some of you know people that owe you money like that they're just gone amen so what happened guys just gone <laughs> he left town, right said, so what happened to that guy well it's kind of like what happened in the bible amen but it's joseph and mary they just took off and when you look at his life and you look at their life, yeah I told you i didn 't have any time they 're already coming up here, but anyway they 've been sacrificing all along this journey, and think about this I mean, go all the way back to the engagement, go all the way back to when Joseph had to secretly take his take her as a wife, and it didn 't feel comfortable. go all the way back when God tells them okay or, or, or when he has to go to uh, this place. Uh, uh, go down to Bethlehem, and, and she's riding on in a, on a donkey, and she's already a full term, you know, pregnancy. Could you imagine, wife, today, if you're, if you, you know, you had to have your baby, and you had to ride a donkey, you know, and you're pregnant. How uncomfortable was that? And, and then you finally have this baby, and it's not this great nursery with all the pictures that you had in your room, and uh, it, your baby's born in a barn. So he's giving up a lot. And here is Joseph now he's moving to Egypt. The Bible says he had to leave that place, go to Egypt to a place that he wasn't used to. So sometimes God wants to, us to let go of those things that keep us comfortable. Because sometimes we default to comfortable rather than what God has for your life. And and I kind of want to just kind of end it with this here because I only have a few minutes. But I, I want to say to you, you know, look at look at this Christmas different than you normally do because here's a lot of things that have happened Christmas time is kind of the greatest season that I've enjoyed Christmas so much but for some of you you may not enjoy it as much for some of you it may be a time where all, most of the arguments in your family happen during Christmas could be during Christmas is where you get more, most, more depressed than ever And a lot of people during Christmas go back to the old habits they fall off the wagon don't let that happen to you this Christmas let it all go. This is what Joseph did. He let it all go. And he went and he followed the plan of God. He said, I'm, he got away from the familiar. He got away from what made him comfortable. And he said, God, this, I'm not comfortable doing this, but I'll do what you tell me to do. Let this Christmas be different. Don't fall into the same old habits. Same old things you're used to doing. Don't allow yourself to get into an area of depression. Depression get into a place where you know don't get bitter with family this is another time when people get bitter they get all mad all kinds of family shows up different things out man forgive let it be a season of forgiving not a place of anger don't hold on to all kinds of things in your life let go of them that's exactly what joseph did he let go of all of these things and he did and he followed the will of god and we know the story they raised up jesus Who became the sacrifice for our sins because the family a man was willing to do the will of God and trust God consistently and let it all go so why don't we just pray for a moment why don't we just close our eyes bow our heads for just a moment father in the name of Jesus let the presence of God reach across this room right now and Lord there are people in different places in their life They're in different places spiritually. They may be here in this room, but spiritually, they're all in a different level in a different place in their life right now. So I pray Holy Spirit that you'll speak to them that Lord that you'll begin to minister to them right now. And perhaps you're here in this room or listening online and you've never given your life to Jesus. I want to give you the opportunity before this service is over To give your life to Christ. Let it go. Let go of some of the things in your life that are keeping you bound. Let go of some of that unbelief. Let go of some of those things in your life, man, that are really ruining your life. The Bible says all of us are sinners. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. Not even one person. So you need Christ in your life today. Christ is the answer. And he's the one that you need. And what's ruining your life, the Bible says, is sin. The wages of sin is death, is what the Bible says. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. God wants to give you a new life. The only way you can get that new life today is receiving Jesus in your life today. Asking him to come into your heart and to forgive you of your sin. So if you're in this place today... And you've never given your life to jesus maybe it's your first time here maybe you've been here before maybe it's been a while since you've been here but you've not given your life you've not dedicated your life surrendered your heart to christ today and you're in this room right now and you say pastor or you're listening online you say pastor i need jesus in my life i need christ in my life right now i want you to raise your hand real quick and say that's me pastor would you pray for me i need the lord in my life right over there god bless you i think amen amen this young lady over here god bless you Is that you young, yes i believe so amen hard to see but i've seen somebody's hand god bless you who else who else you'd raise your hand right now and you say that's me i need the lord in my life i need the lord in my life right now just raise your hand amen this gentleman god bless you a couple over here god bless you god bless you who else who else we want to pray for you we're not here to Embarrass anyone we want we want to we want to see you come to the lord today that's the message of this christmas story that jesus came to this world to save people from their sin so whoever you are today if you've never given your life to christ raise your hand maybe you are once serving god but you're away from god today you'd raise your hand right now whoever you are maybe you maybe you you you've been you've been you know you've walked with god before but you man i'm not living for god i'm not living right i've been away from god i need to rededicate my life to him who are you right now you'd raise your hand and say that's me that's me i need i need to rededicate my life to the lord amen amen we want to pray it this morning amen you, you guys raise your hand over there can we pray for you over there I'm on my left amen and maybe we can pray with this couple god bless you guys could we pray with you guys amen can you pray with them right there why don't we all stand together Amen. Maybe we can, can you guys come and we can have them pray and pray with them over here. God bless you. Man, we're excited. We're excited. Anybody else want to join them today? And they're going to, isn't that exciting people giving their life to Christ today? We'll clap for them this morning. Amen. We're not here to embarrass people. We want to pray for people. Anybody else want to come and pray? And you guys, amen. God bless you. God bless you guys, man. God bless you guys. How you doing? God bless you. Praise God. Why don't we all pray together right now? Why don't we just bow our heads together? Amen. And just repeat this prayer. Don't say it to me, but say it to the Lord today. Praise God. So why don't we all bow our heads? Amen. Can I pray with you guys? Marla, let me pray with them right now. Amen. Ask the Lord in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, come in my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Be Lord of my life. Change my life. From this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you for this couple, Lord, today. And Lord, you know everything about them. I pray today that you'll come in their heart. Lord, let them experience your love, your forgiveness. We thank you, God, today that you brought them to this house. So I pray for the presence of God to come. Keep praying right now for them. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Why why don't you lead us just in a worship this morning? And I'm going to open the altar in just a moment. We're just going to lead us in a worship song real quick. Just lead us there. Amen. Even when I don't see your work, even when I don't feel it, never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when I don't see you work even when oh, I don't Father, feel it, thank you you're working You never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working so let me do this this morning at we as we worship this morning I want you this morning today, maybe think about your life and where you're at right now. Say, you know what, am I just doing what God's telling me to do, or am I delaying, am I waiting? When we wait so long, it becomes a burden, man. I'm just telling you, it just becomes a burden. Just do it. Just do what God's telling you to do. Just obey God. Could be this morning that, you know, we're not trusting God like we should. We should can jump in it for a while, but are we consistent? I think that's the difference right there, being consistent. Say, I'm going to trust God consistently. And am I willing to let go of some things? Am I willing to say, you know what, there's some things that kind of trip me up in my walk, and I need to let go of those things. So this morning, as they lead us in worship this morning, I'm going to open up the altar. If you need prayer, if you just want to pray this morning, it's okay. It's okay to get prayer. It's okay to come Forward and say, "I need some prayer, man. I need. I, I got some things going on in my life this morning. So I'm going to open the altar this morning. I want you to make your way up here, and they're just going to they're just going to lead us in worship this morning. You come, you come wherever. You are. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at ReachParamount.com/give.